Hello and welcome to the Tremendously Awkward Podcast. I'm Dan Barry. And I'm Bobby Dutch. Oh, he's back and he's ready for action. Uh, Today, a brand new episode of Beauty and the Number of the Beast. Last time I got to uh, watch Cannibal Ferox and I hated it so much. I thought back into my my memory banks to go, what would be a great movie to really upset old Robert Dutch over here? And I remembered a classic starring Robert Duvall, Bill Pullman, and Batman himself, Christian Bale. That's right. Newsies. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. I've. I know you liked it. I could I could only assume you loved it. But um, um before we get hold on, before we get into it, I have to read the synopsis because that's now the mm. thing that I'm gonna do before every single in this musical, homeless New York City newsboy. Sorry, I have a drink in my mouth. Let's do that again. In this musical, homeless New York City newsboy Jack Cowboy Kelly, Christian Bale, befriends two newcomers to his trade, brothers David, David Moscow, and Les Jacobs, Luke Edwards. When publisher Joseph Pulitzer, Robert Duvall, sets new rules that make it harder for the young newspaper mail salesman to go make a buck, the boys go on strike. Brian Denton, played by Bill Pullman, a journalist who's sympathetic to their plight, gives them some tips in public relations as a newsboy's battle grips the city. Um, so before we begin this interview, before we begin your review, I want to say I haven't seen this movie in close to 15 years, 14 years, I'll say. And I remembered not liking it then. What's yeah. your take on oh. it now? Well, do yourself a favor and just keep it that way. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, so Jack Cowboy Kelly, I think they call him Cowboy once in the movie, and it's like toward the end. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where they got that nickname from. I love love that all of them are from New York, but none of them have the same New York accent. It's all like variety accents that... Could be New York, could not be New York. I I will get to that. (laughs) All right, so let's hear the Bill Bill Carr review, the Bobby Dutch review. Okay, well, I will give it the benefit of the doubt. It's a... I mean, it was a clear-cut film. It was was your basic basic storyline, basic plot, very predictable. But, um, I mean, it filmed well, kind of. But, you know, I'm not... I'm not gonna say I'm not a fan of musicals, but this one, this one, I just, I just, I, I, I couldn't do. I couldn't do. I, the, you, the thing is, I hate, I hate like the fake James Cagney accents, like oh, the fucking so 1920s mob or the 1940s mob movie accents. Like, it's fine if you're an adult and if you're playing a gangster, that's fine. But if you're a fucking all these kids, it's it's just it's it's especially with Christian Bale who just has the worst. He's a lisp, and he has yeah. the worst of them all. Um, it's 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 infuriating. Actually, I was getting very upset while watching it. Um, <clears throat> what I what I did like though is I liked what I do is I look for you know uh, actors that you know were in different movies. 
you know. So, uh, you know, the first one that came to mind was Robert Duvall, obviously, who played yeah. the uh, the priest on a swing in Invasion of the Body Snatchers in uh, <laughs> 1973, I think. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, in that movie, but that's you know that's where I remember him from. That and the Godfather Two video game. He voiced a character in that. Um, <laughs> who else do we have? Oh, we had a uh, fucking my own boy Davey, who was uh, yeah, he was little ass Josh from Big. Yeah, I I spent the first like twelve minutes of that movie being like, where do I know this piece of shit from? And I couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he. Uh... <clears throat> As soon as I saw that goofy ass face, I uh, that's the first thing that came to mind was 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 big, which is one of my favorite movies, by the way. Great movie. I love and this, you know, I actually kind of compared this to Big in a, in a in a way because there was a lot of uh, um, uh, non non PC things done to children in both movies. Oh yeah, you know a lot of a lot of kids got the shit kicked out of them in this movie, like adults yeah. on a consistent basis, like brawls, like big brawls where these kids were just getting their asses kicked by grown men. And going back to big, how that compares, a woman had sex with a little boy. Now he wasn't <laughs> small. He wasn't small, but he was still a thirteen-year-old kid. And this woman had sex with him. And once she realized that he's actually a 13-year-old boy, and she realized she had sex with him, she was okay with it. She Which actually said, just... when will you be 18? Yeah, exactly. At the end of that movie. <laughs> exactly. I, I like to think that the reason those kids got the shit kicked out of them so much in that movie is because those crooks had to watch them sing and dance before the opening bell every single day. And they were like, <laughs> oh... Fuck these kids. <laughs> We're just going to take our aggression out. I don't blame them. Yeah. Um, I, I would have done the same thing. Who else? Who else was in this one? Oh, yeah. So, okay. Uh, Bill Pullman, who, great actor. Great actor. Horrible singer. Uh, horrible singer. Him but, and Christian Bale uh, ruined it. <laughs> I loved him in, I mean, everybody knows his, his performance in Casper. Um, yeah, that's everyone knows. I, I'm a big fan of him in The Serpent and the Rainbow, where he okay. gets, uh, you know, he's a. Uh, so we had to rejoin back in. Uh, Bill's microphone seems to like shitting on us during the course of this, but yeah. talking about the, the beauty that is Bill Pullman. Yes, Bill Pullman. So, um, like I said, you might know him from his award winning uh, performance in the movie Casper. As well as Serpent in the Rainbow, but I, I am a big fan of his performance from Scary Movie Four. Oh yeah, great, great role. <laughs> it's an underrated role. movie. Underrated movie. It is. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not even kidding though. Like I think Scary Movie Three and Four were actually real good. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. I up. I mean. The fifth one, the fifth scary movie, that's once they started making all of those, like, you know, parody movies, like that that time period there where everything was a parody movie, that's when they started going downhill. Although, I do have to say, I mean, scary movie one and two are great. Mafia is Mafia's one of my great favorite parody movies ever. I ever. opened for Jay Moore once, and um, 
I was bringing him out on stage, and I I was speaking to you specifically about Mafia before we brought him on stage. <laughs> and uh, then as I was on stage, I'm like, oh, you might know him from the Jay Moore show. And, he has been, and I'm like, and maybe the movie Mafia, ladies and gentlemen, Jay Moore. And he comes out, and he goes, fucking Mafia? And I started laughing. I'm like, hell yeah, Mafia. It's a classic. <laughs> it is. It really is. Scary movie that you also had the opening scene with... Um, uh what's his face uh james woods where he's giving like the where he's doing they're redoing the exorcist ah oh, such a great scene it's so that shitty but it's so great that is good was it yeah. three or four that had um i think uh three had uh george carlin in it it's one of my favorite stupid bits yeah. in a movie yep. where he's in he's in the chair facing all the screens and she walks in and he shuffles his feet in the chair to make it 360 or 180 over. And it's such a dumb bit that I can't stop laughing. Anyway, so Bill Pullman scary before uh, in the newsies. Let's go back to the newsies. Yes. So, um, and this is this is another one um, from one of our our favorite movies. Uh, the guy who played Weasel. I don't remember his name. He was the uh, the guy that handed out the papers. Yeah. But a uh, big fat guy. You'd recognize his face if you saw him. Oh, yeah. But he was in Maniac Cop 2. Yes, he was. He was in Maniac Cop 2. And, um, yes, another another award-winning performance there. And then the other two that I've written down here, Snyder, which the second I laid eyes on him, I was like, oh, that's fucking Tillman from Roadhouse. And sure enough, it's <laughs> yep. Roadhouse. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Yeah, and then I don't remember the kid's name, but there's another kid in there who played Billy Hayward in Little Big League. And um, was that Racetrack Higgins? Was that the guy who's like the gambler? I I don't know. The one that I, was like um uh who has smoked cigars. Yeah, or, yeah. Or was it the one from Brooklyn? I think it's Race. No, you know think, what? I'm gonna look it up. Cigar guy. I think it was him, the gambler. Yeah, I think it was because that kid's been in like a whole bunch of shit. He's in stuff now, but I, I mean it's not the same. Um, but he was in a whole bunch of shit. Um, yeah. Oh, Luke Edwards. No, no, it was Luke Edwards who was um, the guy's brother. So you had oh, okay. Davy from Big. His little brother was in Little Big League. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that kid's fucking. That I hated that kid in this movie. I couldn't 100%. fucking. The, that's the fake thing. cough. The fake cough thing. The oh my. God, and him like the the one scene in like the beginning where um little Josh brings uh Christian Bale Batman brings Batman yeah. to his to his family's house yeah and, uh, little little shitty Billy Hayward's asleep in asleep in his queen size bed that's in a kitchen um yeah. <laughs> and you know starts, the eighteen hundreds yeah of course he's in his sleep and he starts singing in his sleep but it's just it's I don't know. It, it it was very annoying. It was really annoying. Another thing that annoyed me in this movie was there was too many kids with crutches. <laughs> Way too many kids. With I think there was one. I think there's one kid with a crutch. <laughs> That's one too many kids. With a crutch. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that yeah, kid that, also that, kind of annoyed. That kid annoyed me a little bit. Oh my god, he fucking his <laughs> crutchy. His the way he looked, he looked like a fucking. Uh, he looked like Screech. He looked like a shitty version of Screech, with a crutch, like a loser, a fucking big stupid loser. 
Oh. <laughs> he looked like a big stupid loser. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That was that was one thing. Um, but uh, you know, at first I thought that the little brother had a crutch, but it was a stupid fucking cardboard sword that he carried around. And uh, then he. Fired- you're hoping shit. he got beat up. You're hoping he got beat up as that was all going. Uh, you're like, I, was, oh, I, I kind of. I, I think I'm, I, every kid got an ass whooping. Every single kid in that movie got a fucking severe ass whooping. I'm, I'm uh, looking for like um the kid that was in the the racetrack Higgins, the kid with the cigar. I'm looking to see if he's any. He's in Ed Wood, uh, that kid. And I'm trying to see if there's anything interesting that he's also. He's in the the Little Mermaid two Return to the Sea straight to video. Um, yeah, it's uh, not a, not a whole lot for this guy. No, no, trap. He's the voice of Daxter. Wait, what did you say? And Jax, Jax, whatever the hell it's called, Jax Two, and the video game Jax, Jackson Daxter. He's a uh, Daxter. Oh, I thought you said he played Dax Shepard in Dax Shepard's uh, uh, biography piece. Did, did you on, did uh, you really think I said that, or are you just saying things now? I'm just saying things. Ah, oh, Billy. I'm sorry. I'm now, sorry. let's talk about the songs. Um, oh, my fuck. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the songs, because they're all the fucking same. Yeah. Every single song sounds exactly the same. Except for that one shitty Santa Fe song that Christian Bale would sing from time to time. What the fuck is in Santa Fe anyway? That is nothing uh, is explained. Nothing's in Santa Fe. Well, what the fuck is he in Santa Fe for in eighteen ninety nine? Well, in in Santa Fe, uh, he found a brochure for a new place to live, and he was uh, he imagined he could move there and he could start over and be a cowboy. That's why. What an idiot. What an idiot. It's supposed to be symbolic. It's symbolic of a change. You want to change as a person so that you're, you know, this could, I could read, I I could start life over. I've had been dealt such a shitty hand. I can start life over in Santa Fe. Um, Christian Bale, not a great singer. That was uh, not a role. Oh, not at all. He wasn't an organic dancer either, I would argue. I think uh, they try, like, he was the lead in the movie, and, like, they show him dancing the least. (laughs) Like, the lead. The lead of this movie is like, all right, let's put him behind the kid with the crutch while yeah. they all dance. Yeah, the kid with the crutch is a better dancer. Um, <laughs> Hopping on one leg, killing it. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, what else? Oh, so this one scene made me chuckle. Um, it's where they all met up with the kids from Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and they're standing on the Brooklyn Bridge singing a fucking shitty song, mm-hmm. and the camera pans out as they're still standing on the bridge and it's panning, panning, panning. And then all of a sudden it just cuts to a painting of the Brooklyn bridge. Yeah. Like it was, it was the real thing and it looked nothing like a real, the real thing. It looked nothing like the real thing. It looked like a fucking painting because it was a fucking painting. I think this is the same. This came out the same year as Jurassic park and they didn't have the, uh, um, or maybe the year, two years before, uh, but it, it didn't have the same, um, at, uh, CGI budget. It had matte oh. painting budget. Everything was matte paintings. What a shame. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. that's what really bothered you, Bill. <laughs> yeah. I did like, though, I liked the one scene where they, uh, you know, where they outed him on his past and how he was lying about his name and everything and how we were talking about his 
father was in jail and he was a convict and everything. And they were talking about how his mother was brutally murdered and crucified and disemboweled. Really, they went into really graphic detail in that scene, which I absolutely loved. I, I feel like I feel like you fell I feel like you fell asleep during the movie. You started what? imagining disemboweling Anne Margaret in that movie, because who was also <laughs> in that movie in a titular role, I guess. Um, there, this is actually based on a true story. That's what's also amazing to me. Yeah, this was like pretty much like the 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 start of unions. It seemed. Yeah, well, yeah, it was. Well, it was. They were doing you. This was like the union thing, and then uh, the, these guys came. The newsies were like, "Well, you know, these guys are unions. We could be in a union." And yeah. then um, they sang and danced in the streets of New York, and then they were beat up numerous times and became uh, legendary for that for their yeah. efforts. But then this being a Disney movie was very violent, and. Um, one thing that I do, I want to know what happened to this person. I don't know, <clears throat> but when they were having that like uh, that big get together, um, and then all the cops showed up and beat the shit out of all the kids. Yeah, they again. had this one very uh, you know this one dancer. Like a, I guess you would consider her a type of you know erotic dancer in the fucking eighteen hundreds. Oh you mean uh, Anne Margaret, the woman the woman yeah. who ran the, the, the theater. She was a yeah. she yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't so, consider her an exotic dancer in the I think she's just somebody who runs a I don't like know a, a burlesque. She, she, she was she was really showing them tits. She was showing those tits around, swinging them around to and fro the live long day. <laughs> Is um, that what she was doing? I don't think she was doing that, Bill. Oh no she was she was yeah go rewatch it. Okay. But um five men just picked her up while she was kicking and screaming and just dragged her away. That's actually true. That's actually true. And this is a Disney movie. So in my head, I'm like, oh my God, she's, she's going to get raped. (laughs) Why is that what you jump to? Maybe they, maybe they lock her in a closet and they go, see you later. And Margaret, we're going to beat the shit out of these kids. This is the 1800s, Dan. There was no lock clock. That's it's all. That's all it was. You know that. <laughs> I was nineteen in eighteen ninety nine, and <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, it was very, it was very, uh, uh, I guess, violent in a way. It was uh, not one of my favorites. Um, that it was. Fun. It's a cult classic among, I would say, super Disney enthusiasts. Um, also, pear-shaped, if you ask me. Oh, geez, Bill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would say that it's like um, drama kids, people who uh, were big into drama. Like I was in drama in high school. I just couldn't sing and dance. So this wouldn't have been my movie. I would have been more uh, 12 Angry Men than this. But uh, this was like one of their movies. They A lot of singing theater people love this movie. I, I don't understand, though, because there are plenty plenty of way better musicals way better it's yeah. piece of shit i'll yeah, take I, i'll take, I'll take les, Miser- les miserables over this every day of my life oh of course by the way i don't know if you've seen it or i don't know if anybody else has seen it but go out of your way please please go out of your way to see the movie cats because it is so <laughs> insane i feel like <laughs> wait you've seen it Oh, of course. Oh, Bill. So, so, you know, when it was coming out, I was like, oh, my 
god, this is gonna suck or whatever. And then I saw the coming attraction. I was like, this looks so bad that I have to see this. And then people started watching it, and it was awful for the wrong for the for the for the best reasons. Yeah. And um, so the studio had to go back and re-edit it to make it seem a little better, which it, they didn't. Um. And I was actually I was reading an article like two weeks ago about one of the editors from the from Cats um, before the movie was released. This was like like a week before the movie was released. He had to go and digitally edit out every butthole in the movie. <laughs> they actually there's a, there's an actual butthole version out there somewhere, and I hope I hope that gets leaked some sometime. <laughs> Somebody actually put buttholes on every single human-sized cat in that movie. <laughs> and then to... somebody else had to go digitally re-edit them out of the movie. Well, here's here's my favorite part about that right now. So, not only did they digitally insert buttholes, but they didn't wear, like, the motion capture costumes. So this person had to individually track buttholes across the movie <laughs> as people were dancing and moving. <laughs> this person had to follow the butthole and make sure the butthole stayed in the right spot every single time, only for his hard work. It's a he, by the way. No female is putting this butthole on this cat. They're like, what are we doing? We already got... We already got James Corden singing. Let's just yeah, go exactly. ahead and take the butthole. Fucking Gandalf. Um, Gandalf sings in it too. Dude, it's such a Yeah. Go ahead and watch it, please. Please. Please, I beg you, watch this movie. Maybe maybe this will be a joint beauty in the number of the beast where we both watch cats and we just talk about cats. Um that'll be a future episode, I think. Yeah, so back to newsies. I uh let's give it a rating. What what's your, I, what's your rating? Um I would give it a zero, but I don't want to give it a zero because I like shit. I like yeah. bad, I like stupid things. So only for the kids being beat up constantly. <laughs> for kids being beat up, okay. I give, give this movie a two out of five. Two out of five. Wow. Yeah. And wow. And and the scene where they go into graphic detail about the the, the murder of his mother, which yeah, was no. very entertaining. Okay, all right. So a made up scene in a real bad <laughs> movie. That has been the Bill Carr review of Newsies. Yeah. Um, I guess what we we as a we have a couple minutes. Let's do while we're here. Well, hold on. Don't try What's to get that? away from me just yet. Okay. Because now, now's the time. Where oh I yeah. For you, Dan. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, okay. Hold on. Let me stretch because I am nervous about this. I feel like this is just going to be back and forth punishment for everything that we do. Yeah. Let me uh, let me pull up the synopsis real quick on IMDb here. Okay. What are we? Well, I, again, I picked some big name actors for you to have a good movie in. What big name actors are in this movie? The big name actor in this movie, his name is Burned Lorenz. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't even know what the movie is. I just you said the name of somebody who I think was only in this movie and probably rich <laughs> died actually making this movie. Yeah, maybe. So this movie is not good. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. So worse than Cannibal Ferox or just not good? No, it's it's bad. It's oh. some some for whatever reason. I guess can consider this an art house type movie, but I don't see it. Um, so this movie, um, it's it's the one positive is that is that it's seventy minutes long, so you can get through it pretty quickly. <laughs> it's gonna take me two days. Yeah, it came out in nineteen eighty seven, and here's the synopsis: A street sweeper who cleans up after grisly accidents brings home a full corpse for him and his wife to enjoy sexually but is dismayed to see his wife prefers the corpse over him. Dan, the movie you will be watching this week is Necromantic. <laughs> Necromantic. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> With a K? They have a K on it? Oh, my God. <laughs> Two K's in there. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Bill. <laughs> oh. So enjoy that. And like I said uh, a few weeks ago, uh, the first time I watched this movie, I was kind of just like, ugh, you know, like what the fuck is happening? And it, it was gross. There's a few gross scenes. There, there might actually be some animal death in this. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> I'll make sure to keep count. Yeah. Um, but the last, like, two minutes of this movie, three minutes maybe, is just, it makes it. It <laughs> makes it. Oh my so, God. Uh, yeah, you're going to... Uh... The trivia, I, there's only one piece of trivia. And it is Jorg Butgerit. I don't know, I probably ruined that last name. It's it's spelled B-U-T-T-G-E-R-E-I-T. And I didn't want to say Butgerit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Jorg said in an interview that he never intended to be a director. And Necromantic was just a film to rebel against the German film rating system, trying to shock as many people as possible. <laughs> yeah, oh, good lord. <laughs> oh, Bill, I might have to find a movie that makes you cry. I'm going to make you watch just the first ten minutes of Up on repeat for an hour. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so Necromantic is my next... Um, oh. I'm looking at the poster. It's just, it looks like a skeleton sucking on titties, and that is enough for me. Really, <laughs> <laughs> that's what the, that's exactly what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a, a, a corpse with an eyeball hanging out, just molesting some titties. And this is, oh boy, ah, uh, ah, oh Bill. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna enjoy this one. So we did have a fan question. I actually kind of want to get to because it seems like a perfect time to get to that fan question. I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, I don't know if you remember it. Uh, the gentleman who's asking about your favorite horror movies. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, so um, I'll try to find it real quick. Let's see what we got here. This is what everyone wants to look through. It's me and Bill Googling what people have said. Um, yeah. Let's think. It should be here. Some okay, okay, we're getting there. So from Ed Bates, uh, he wants to know 
What are my favorite horror Blu-rays from certain distributors? With with, with great bonus content. Yes. Let's uh, so like Arrow release, Scream Factory, Blue Underground, a lot of those. I don't know if you know you follow any of that stuff, but I do. I'm a big. I can tell you, I don't. No, well, I'm a big. I'm a big horror fan. So um, I got a few movies here. Okay. Um, so Scream Factory, I'd say my favorite release from them is uh, movie Black Christmas, which came out in uh, 1974. Oh, good it's, Christmas movie. No, great Christmas movie. <laughs> but it's uh, they say that this was kind of like the one of the first slashers to come out before you know Halloween and Friday the 13th. And there's a lot of content on here. It's a good, nice double disc. It's good. But another one from Scream Factory I really like. And this one, uh, I don't know if many people have seen or heard of this movie, but it's called Scream for Help. And the only way I could describe this is like an after-school special on acid, pretty much. Okay. So I'll go over the synopsis here. As terror invades an upper-class New York community, as 17-year-old Christy Cromwell cleverly uncovers her stepfather's horrifying plot to murder her wealthy, her wealthy mother. She's on to him, yet no one will believe her because she's a kid. Smart, imaginative, maybe just taking a crazy idea to the limit. Suspense builds when a series of shocking events confirms her worst fears. Alone, afraid, and helpless, terrified, Christy and her mother are held prisoner in their own home at the mercy of ruthless killers. Now, that sounds like a basic plot for any basic type of, uh, you know, thriller, horror movie, whatever. Yeah. But this movie is so insane and out of control that it's, I was hooked immediately. And, like, if you've ever seen an after-school special, like, if, if you've never seen it, do yourself a favor and just YouTube Ben Affleck steroids. And there'll be a 30-minute after-school special that pops up that you will love and enjoy every fucking second that's of. That's a great That's a great one. It was parodied in South Park, actually, too. Yes, it was. Um, so another distributor, uh, Severin, they release another, you know, you know, cult movies, movies that have gotten lost over time that, again, nobody's released. And that's kind of like, you know... The uh, the movies I like is it the, the ones that nobody's really ever come in contact with that somehow get these great releases. So uh, one of them is this really good documentary called The Killing of America, which came out in 1981, and it documents um, just like crime that was caught on film in the United States. Um, and they, they talk about like the Manson family murders, uh, John Lennon getting assassinated or, or killed, whatever. Um, who else? Robert Kennedy, JFK. But it's all real footage, and it's 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 pretty fucked up. And it was never released until just recently, maybe back in uh, maybe like 2015, maybe it was released. And uh, it's 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 really good to watch. It's a really good movie. Another one from that company is called a movie called Threads, which was a made-for-TV film in England back in the early 90s. And this freaked a lot of people out because people thought that this was actually happening, that this was actually a newscast. So what it is, 
It was uh, uh, it came out in the eighties actually. In September nineteen eighty four, it was aired on the BBC and shocked tens of millions of UK viewers. Four months later, it was broadcast in America and became the most watched basic cable program in history. After more than three decades, it remains one of the most acclaimed and shattering made-for-television movies of all time. Uh, let's see. It's a docudrama about the effects of a nuclear attack on the working-class city of Sheffield, England, as the fabric of society unravels. And um, it really is. It's, it's terrifying because I could see somebody flipping through the channels and coming across this and not knowing if it was real or fake because there's no uh there's not really a lot of dialogue like once you get into the real like shit of it i guess and uh, it's it's very graphic very graphic for a uh, made for television movie and i definitely recommend going out and at least seeing this or purchasing the dvd or blu-ray rather it makes me concerned that everyone prior to like 1985 were fucking idiots because you think about like the war of the worlds, like the radio show that basically was, uh, you know, Oh my God, aliens are attacking and like how it actually terrified a bunch of people. And then you hear about this. It's like, Oh, Sheffield, England was hit with a nuclear bomb. What about Sheffield makes you go, this is where I'm going to drop a fucking bomb. You could go to London. <laughs> you could drop a bomb. that would actually do Real damage. Not that Sheffield's not a big enough, you know, town, city. It's, 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 but I mean, comparatively, I mean, I don't know. That's a, yeah, you, don't, you just think back, you're like, all right, these people are all fucking, these are fucking idiots. Yeah. yeah. But regardless, though, it's a, it's a very well made movie and way too graphic to be shown on any basic television program ever, I'd say. They show, uh, you know, burnt corpse of burnt baby a woman is sitting there holding her burnt baby thinking it's still alive and it, it's very it's uh it's a lot it's a lot to take in <clears throat> so the next distributor i'll talk about is vinegar syndrome which is based out of uh bridgeport connecticut um and they have been putting out some awesome awesome releases lately um and two of my favorites that they just released uh, last year, one of them is Blood Harvest, which this is the only movie uh, famous ukulele singer Tiny Tim starred in, <laughs> where he plays uh, the marvelous Mervo, a clown. It's never explained why he's a clown in the first place. Private uh, Yeah. I'll read you the. Uh, the synopsis here. Jill has just returned home from college, the rural farm community where she grew up, only to discover that her parents have mysteriously vanished, learning that her father, a banker, has become a local pariah for overseeing land foreclosures on local farmers. Jill quickly becomes the victim of a series of strange and increasingly depraved assaults with her only childhood friend and former lover, Gary, and his mentally unstable brother, Marvelous Mervo, willing to believe her. Jill begins to fear for her life, all the while a stocking masked killer is abducting, torturing, and brutally killing those closest to Jill. An unrelenting, grim, and perverse psycho killer thriller, Blood Harvest makes gruesome throat slashings, copious amounts of tits and ass, and an unhinged supporting performance from music sensation Tiny Tim. Uh, 
This is a fucking terrible movie, but it's hilarious for all the wrong reasons. Hilarious because uh, it's terrible? Yes, absolutely. But terrifying in another way because Tiny Tim is terrifying on his own, but dressed as a supposed murderous clown in this movie makes him that much more terrifying. It's uh, definitely one to seek out. Tiptoe through the tulips, murder children. <laughs> Just listening to that song is scary to me. It's it's a fucking scary song. This is voice. Um, what else do we got here? So another movie from Vinegar Syndrome called The Incubus, which uh, I enjoyed. I just watched this the other day, actually. Um. So this, let's see, a synopsis here. Quiet New England town becomes the site of a grisly murder and assault, leaving a young man dead and his girlfriend in critical condition. Sam Cordell, head surgeon and medical examiner at the local hospital, senses something isn't quite normal about the attacker, but barely a day later, another woman is savagely assaulted and killed. With the realization that a maniac is on the loose, Sam, with the help of police chief Hank Walden and newspaper columnist Laura Kincaid, must unravel the mystery before... Additional murders occur, all the while unaware that Sam's own daughter, Jenny, might be the next victim on the list. Um, now, this stars... Uh, he was a big independent filmmaker back in the 80s, 90s, John Cassavetes. Um, he stars in this movie and gives a great performance. But the, the thing I love about this movie is the random music video of a pre-Iron Maiden Bruce Dickinson that is just shown in this in the middle of the movie for no reason at all. For great um, reason, Bill. For great goddamn reason. Fair enough. Fair enough. But, um, yeah, this is another one. Definitely go check this out. Vinegar Syndrome, support them if you can. They, uh, I guess they're putting out a lot of great stuff recently. And I think he... What else did he mention? Oh, Arrow... So Arrow puts out, uh, they put out some cult stuff too. What they put out a lot, you know, more mainstream stuff, a lot of uh, European films. But uh, two of my favorite releases from them are the Hellraiser trilogy, Scarlet Box edition, and uh, the American American Werewolf in London just came out a few months ago. A lot of good features on that. Uh, great restoration of the films, and uh, yeah, definitely definitely support them too. And uh, I think that's uh, that's all I have for right now. Oh my god! So you did more research on that one question than I think you've done in anything else in your entire life. <laughs> Listen, I love my movies. Okay. All right, we get it, Bill. So there you have it, Bill's movie picks. I'm gonna have to watch Necromantic with multiple K's. Um. Bill Bill gave a two star review to Newsies, and uh, other than that, beatings and the um, murder of his mother, Isaiah's mother. Yep, uh, sure, Bill. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. Make sure you go to uh, our. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes if you can. Uh, give us a five star rating there if you want to. Uh, you can go to. Um, We're on iTunes. 
We're on iTunes now, big dog. Didn't you see the big amount announcement, or did you sleep through that one too? <laughs> I don't know. I kind of just retweet things without reading them. You have no idea what's going on. That's why I tag you in things, so you remember to actually share them. Uh, <laughs> that's not a fucking joke. That one's actually real. <laughs> so make sure you go to our online store. Go to our Team Tremendous Warehouse. Um, you can go to our Pro Wrestling Tees. You can find all the links on thedanbarry.com. Uh, make sure, you, if you can, support us. Uh, if not, like, share, subscribe. Let everyone know what's going on if you enjoy these. If you don't enjoy them, you know, uh, just pretend that we're the Joe Rogan podcast and that you didn't like that, and that'll make our life a lot easier. We don't have any money. Uh, it's a good time to help us out. <laughs> but, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, Bill? Yeah. yeah. Uh, see you later. Oh, okay. See ya.